You're listening to Positively Anti-Inflammatory, the show for people just like you who want to keep inflammation down and your spirits up. I'm your host, Alyssa Abrahamson, functional nutritional therapist and wellness coach. Today and every Wednesday, I'm here to be your coach and your guide as I offer insightful ways for you to lead a positively anti-inflammatory life. Hello and welcome to episode 118. Today, we're talking about dun-dun-dun, metabolic health. (laughs) I will explain what metabolic health is, why it's important, what causes poor metabolic health, and how to improve metabolic health. So, you know, some tears sometimes here. I'm positively anti-inflammatory. I gotta, you know, do an episode where I'm just giving you straight up really important information on your health, on your health like, you know, last week's podcast on macronutrients. So this week is one of those episodes too where I probably won't cry or share a personal revelation, but it's super important nonetheless. You ready? Okay, great. So first, your metabolic health plays a very important role in your life and in your risk of metabolic diseases like heart disease, type 2 diabetes, stroke, kidney disease, and liver disease. So looking after, being mindful of your metabolic health is important for your overall health. Now, you've heard of metabolism, and you might be wondering, well, is that the same thing as metabolic health? So some think that they're interchangeable, but actually they're not. So first, I'm going to explain what metabolism is. So (laughs) when we think of metabolism, you know, like, I'm just thinking that we maybe think like, oh, you know, I have a slow metabolism, so I need to watch it. Or, oh man, you know, he has such a fast metabolism, he can eat whatever he wants. But metabolism isn't just about weight, and it's much more than just burning calories and fats and all that. And, you know, the number on the scale is not the be-all, end-all measurement of good health. Okay, so what is metabolism? Well, it involves the chemical processes in our body that change food into energy. So, and then our body needs this energy for literally life, for maintaining our life. So when you eat, your food is broken down into compounds like amino acids from protein, fatty acids from fats, and simple sugars from carbohydrates. So all of these are absorbed. Those are the macronutrients. All these are absorbed into the bloodstream and then kind of shuttled into the cells. So then in the cells, these they're used for all sorts of functions like repairing tissues, storing energy, releasing energy, all of that so our body can function. So go back and listen to last week's episode about macronutrients, episode 117, to learn all about the functions of fats, proteins, and carbohydrates. So the number on, again, the number on the scale is not to the BL and measurement of good health. And metabolism does involve the process of change, you know, the, the body changing food into energy. But metabolism, yes, so yes, metabolism is linked to weight. However, a slow metabolism isn't like a sure tell sign or cause of weight gain. What ultimately determines weight is your body's energy levels, your calorie intake, your physical activity, and everyone is different. Everyone is different. Okay, so that's metabolism. And what about metabolic health? Well, 
what is metabolic health? So it's a health status. And there are five primary markers of metabolic health as identified by researchers and scientists and doctors. Okay, so here are the five. Waist circumference, glucose or blood sugar, blood pressure, triglycerides. And triglycerides are a type of fat that circulates circulates in your blood. And HDL cholesterol, that's the high-density lipoprotein HDL cholesterol. And it's often referred to as the, quote, good cholesterol. And LDL is often referred to as, quote, the bad, bad, quote, unquote, bad cholesterol. So to be considered in peak metabolic health, all five of these markers would need to be in a healthy range without without medication. Okay? So when someone has more than a few of these these markers lumped together, too much belly fat, you know, high waist measurement, high blood high blood pressure, high triglycerides, low HDL, that's low of the the good cholesterol and high blood sugar, it can be referred to as metabolic syndrome. And metabolic syndrome increases your risk, like I said, of different diseases, heart disease, stroke, type 2 diabetes. So now I just do want to share that when I was doing research for this, I what I found is, you know, there was, a, I'm not exactly sure when it was, but a national American study national survey um, came out that saying that 12%, 12% of Americans are considered metabolically healthy. What does that say about our culture? (laughs) What does that say about our culture? So, you know, it kind of makes sense. Um, And it's a little bit, uh, yeah, I guess it just makes sense. So the more you know, right? All right. So what happens if you have you know, if your metabolic health is lacking, if it's if you've poor metabolic health, well, in addition to increased risks for those aforementioned diseases, when meta when your metabolic health is less, let's say less than optimal, it's all about inflammation. Okay, so inflammation may be wreaking havoc on your body and potentially impacting your energy levels, your mood, your cognition, your skin, your hormone health, and so much. Inflammation is the foundation, is like, not the foundation, a root cause of, of basically everything. So uh, what what causes poor metabolic health? Well, I mean, we kind of know the answers, right? Diet and lifestyle. So the food that you eat, your activity level, your stress level, your sleep, all of these impact Look at me getting all wrapped up about metabolic health. But all of these impact metabolic health. Although, you know, some underlying conditions can also factor in. So if you're eating mostly, you know, packaged, processed foods, living a sedentary lifestyle, and you're stressed all the time, and you don't sleep well, I'm glad you're here because we need to work on this. And... You know, your metabolic health might might be in need of some care and attention. So there's always good news. And the good news is, is that 
improving any of those five markers can help improve metabolic health. And that may, you know, that will impact you now in the present and also help potentially prevent future conditions and future disease. So you might be asking, okay, Alyssa, (laughs) how can I improve my metabolic health? Well, my friend, I'm glad that you asked. (laughs) So improving metabolic health can have dramatic effects on just your well-being, your overall health and well-being. And all of this is a part of living a positively anti-inflammatory life, of course. So here are four ways to improve your metabolic health. I'm going to list them first, and I'll go back and share more. Nutrition, sleep, exercise, and managing stress. It is so, we think, oh, wow, really? And yes, oh, wow, really? These are the basics. These are the basics, but we we all need help. We all need support. Like, it's okay. <laughs> so nutrition. Now, one of the root causes of, you know, poor or worsening metabolic health is high blood sugar. So we need to be mindful of improving and working on our blood sugar because that is one of the keys to improving metabolic health. So how do we do that? Well, as a general rule, just reducing sugar intake and eating fewer processed foods. So that's a general rule. But really prioritizing wholesome, real foods with a focus on healthy proteins, healthy animal proteins like, you know, meat, fatty fish, eggs, healthy fats like nuts and seeds, avocados, healthy oils, fruits and vegetables, swap refined sugars for, you know, natural sugars, uh, you know, from low glycemic fruits like berries and apples and citrus fruits. So, when we think about, you know, nutrition, it's focusing on, well, first of all, hydration, but um, real wholesome foods and staying away from processed foods and any added crappy sugars. Okay. Two, sleep. Sleep. (laughs) How's your sleep? Are you sleeping enough? Are you sleeping well? Oh my gosh, I do. Oh, look, I'm about to share a little story. (laughs) I um I sleep with I on, on and off, but the other night I put some uh some crystals underneath my pillow because I wanted to have the powers of the crystals help me with my sleep. And I actually have really, really vivid dreams. I sleep very well, thank God. Um, I mean, not perfect, you know, but whatever. But in general, well, and and I have vivid dreams and I enjoy that. That's kind of always been a part of my life. But I like having, you know, the energy and intention of a crystal underneath my pillow. <laughs> okay, anyway, so back to sleep. Sleep, sleep, sleep. So getting good, consistent sleep is vital to maintaining healthy metabolism and good metabolic health. Okay, fine. You're probably wondering what crystals I have. <laughs> right now. I have two little um, amethysts ones and a, um, oh my goodness gracious, what is it? Um, uh, Orange citrine. Oh my gosh. Orange, orange calcite, orange calcite. Okay. Anyway. So, okay. Back to sleep. Our, we need to get good, good sleep. Throw some crystals under your pillow and (laughs) pray for the best. (laughs) 
Aren't you glad you're listening and joining me today? Okay. All right. So our sleep-wake cycle, also known as our circadian rhythm, is tied to our metabolic health. Now, I'm about to say a big fancy word, and I, I have a workshop on circadian rhythm, and I haven't done a podcast on it, but anyway, I did it a few years ago, and I had to learn how to pronounce this and <laughs> see if I can remember. So our sleep our sleep-wake cycle is also known as the circadian rhythm. It's tied to our metabolic health via the super chiasmatic nucleus, or it could be the super chiasmatic nucleus, also known as, well, for the acronyms, SCN. SCN. So the SCN is located in the hypothalamus. That's your body's master clock, part of your brain, and it controls, uh, or it plays a role a huge role in, in metabolic processes. So if our sleep is off, guess what? So is our metabolic processes are, are off, okay? So when we have erratic sleep schedules or we have too much blue light from devices, you know, at night before bed, it can throw off your circadian rhythm, can throw it out of whack, so getting proper sleep, consistent sleep is essential also for insulin function, which in turn dictates your blood sugar levels and fat burning capacity. So, I mean, this is all, it's just, oh my goodness gracious, everything is so interconnected and it's kind of a beautiful thing. So, you know, one thing to do is try to get some natural sunlight in during the day and aim for at least seven hours. I personally say ideally more. At least seven hours, ideally more, of sleep per night and really try to stick with a regular sleep schedule as much as you can. Our bodies love consistency and it will help with our metabolic health. Okay, so number three, exercise regularly. Move your body. When you're active, you exercise, or, or when you're active, you exercise. When you're active, you know, when you exercise, when you move your body, it actually increases your responsiveness to insulin and it enhances insulin function and this can lower blood sugar. So in general, we want to move our body any time of day and that has metabolic health benefits. And also exercise after you eat is a great tool too to really help mitigate a blood sugar spike. So, you know, think of that going for a walk after dinner, for example. It's not about, you know, anything major. It could just be going for a walk after you eat. Nothing too rigorous, but that could be helpful. So just in general, you know, people who incorporate movement in their routine daily exercise often tend to have better blood sugar regulation, lower rates of heart disease, and improved metabolic markers. So like my like my friend Emily Menarsik said in episode 109, if you haven't listened to that conversation, the it's the podcast episode is is called It's Not All in Your Head, a conversation about rheumatology and autoimmune disease. It's with Emily Menarsik. And she says that we need to move more. We're not talking about pushing ourselves, overextending, stressing ourselves out, but we need to move more, move and be in our bodies, connect with our bodies, feel good in our bodies and move in ways that feel fun and bring us joy and are just and inspire us. So on to number four, manage stress. So, 
Okay, here's the deal with stress. When you're stressed, your body releases stress hormones like cortisol, which put your body into flight or fight mode. And if you're consistently stressed, it consistently keeps your body in flight or fight mode. It's pumping in that cortisol and cortisol elevates your blood sugar and it is almost guaranteed to worsen your metabolic health. So the reality is our body can perceive threats of or stress from so many things like traffic or an argument or a work deadline. And our body doesn't differentiate. So during a stress response, cortisol impairs insulin's action, causing the body to be less sensitive to it. And then when this happens over and over again, when you're under chronic stress, then it can actually lead to the development of insulin resistance. So reducing your overall stress levels and calming your reaction to stressful events is beyond critical and can can improve your metabolic health. So I want to ask you, what are some ways that you alleviate stress? I'm listening. I am listening. What are some ways that you alleviate stress? When we have tools to help us and incorporate ways to manage our stress every day, you know, maybe that's drawing, maybe that's gardening, maybe that's journaling, maybe it's going to therapy, could be meditation, yoga, breathing exercises, physical activity, whatever it is. When we we have these tools and we incorporate them into our daily life, we're able to help support ourselves even better in times of severe, severe overwhelm. So please, actively seek out ways that cal- to calm and connect and release. So those are the four ways to help improve and maintain and work on metabolic health. And so what's the takeaway? Let's see. Let me just say, well, the takeaway is that we're all a work in progress. And even if you don't have optimal levels of all five metabolic markers, which none of us do, we don't all have opt. I mean, well, not. I'm, I'll take that back. The, the <laughs> according to that study, twelve percent of Americans. So even if we don't have optimal levels of all five metabolic markers, now you can still be on a path to improved health and well-being. There's this is this is we're all a work in progress. This is all a part of our life's journey. So, you know, we've got lifestyle, we've got nutrition, we've got activity level, we've got sweet sleep quality, stress, you know, as well as addressing any underlying conditions like hormone imbalances, for example. All of that is a part of impacts your metabolic health. And overall health. And it's all about progress over perfection. Oh, it's all about progress over perfection. Taking it slow, small baby steps, choosing one thing to focus on, 
not adding more stress and overwhelm to your life as you're trying to navigate your health and feel better. Baby steps towards your health goals. And I am here to help you with that. I am here to help you with that here on the podcast. And also one-on-one, I would love to connect with you, hear your story, work together. So please reach out. Let's connect and talk. You can set up a call with me. You can reach reach out to me at my um, website, thewellnessheadquarters.com and get in touch with me there. Or you can just email me directly, info at thewellnessheadquarters.com. And I want to thank you for listening and hanging out with me today as we discuss metabolic health and I tell you about my crystals under my pillow. (laughs) All of this, I just want to reassure you, all of this is doable. I am here for you. I have been there. I am still going through it. And you are not alone. And until next week, say something nice to yourself. Slow down when you eat and say yes to rest. Hey, if what you're hearing resonates with you, I created a free resource just for you. Anti-inflammatory living, the essential guide. To get your free copy, head over to guide.thewellnessheadquarters.com. That's guide.thewellnessheadquarters.com to receive your free anti-inflammatory living, the essential guide.